Welcome to the latest episode of the ISBA BursaCast, where we bring you insightful discussions with experts from the independent school sector. In today's episode, it's another conference headline sponsor special, and we're delighted to have Chris Pomfret, the Senior Account Development Executive at ISAMS, join us as our guest. ISAMS is a leading provider of management information systems for schools, and Chris is here to talk us through the various offerings that ISAMS has for the independent school sector. With over a decade of experience in the education technology space, Chris brings a wealth of knowledge and expertise to our discussion. During our conversation, we'll be discussing the challenges that independent schools face when it comes to managing data and information, and how ISAMS can help address those challenges. We'll also be exploring the latest trends in edtech and how independent schools can better leverage technology to enhance their operations and provide better outcomes for their students. So sit back, relax. Hopefully enjoy an Easter weekend and join us as we delve into the world of school management systems and edtech with Chris Pomfret from iSAMS. Right, I'm joined by Chris Pomfret, who is a Senior Account Development Executive, a nice long title for an important man, at iSAMS. Chris, thanks for being here. No, thank you, Leo. Thank you for inviting me today. No, it's fantastic to have you. And to kick things off, could you just, for anyone who doesn't know, explain a little bit about what iSAMS does, because obviously it's a massive system, but in simple terms, in layman's terms, so even I can understand it, what is it you guys do? So yeah, iSAMS started off as a management information system at heart, um, and over the years, with the demands of schools, we've embraced into various other parts. So we launched iFinance uh, officially five years ago, um, launched a HR product a couple of years ago, um, payments a year ago as well. So growing with the, the trend of independent schools kind of grows our, our product. Okay, sure. So kind of in line with that. And you've been working with the independent school sector for a, quite some time. Is that right? Yeah, so iSAMS has been around for 15 years now, I believe. I've been working at iSAMS for eight years. Um, and yeah, all we do really is look after independent schools. So uh, what the demands are. And so we try for bursaries, uh, running of school finances, estates, etc. What solutions do you guys have that can kind of plug those holes for, for people who don't currently use iSAMS? Yeah, so I find iSAMS kind of focuses on the MIS system. So management information, getting the right information to the right person. Um, we then have iFinance, which is where bursaries probably are more interested in. The iFinance is a cloud finance package. It's done really well over the last five years. It's now in over 300 schools. So the focus around iFinance is cloud security, automation is a big thing and collaboration. So everything that we do, whether it's HR, whether it's payments is collaboration, whether it's with parents, staff members or colleagues or the students more importantly as well. Okay, sure. And so the way your system works is that it's fully cloud-based, right? And staff members can access it whether they're on the tube at home in the office because it's all app and and web-based right yeah so this was one of the big things around working from home and and the covid times uh, which we don't like to look back on is we were one of the only systems uh, that allowed people to be able to log in away from the office so you didn't have to be on site to send your fee invoices to the parents we also implemented over when it was covid we implemented having statements and payments online as well. So moving away from traditional ways of payments, but giving parents more information, even though they can't have that in person that you might be able to get when obviously everyone wasn't working at home. So cloud is a big 
thing. And over the last couple of years, it's shown that we everyone needs cloud. Uh, auditors are now asking people to go cloud. We've done a lot of security measures around cloud as well um, and trying to stop fraud. So yeah, big thing. And so the development of cloud allows, you mentioned their auditors. So can audit partners, it just speeds up the process that they can jump in, have a look without having to have all the previous... Yeah, so what we've done for auditors is actually kind of expanded that. So not just they can access the system for wherever they are in their offices without having to come on site and, you know, you have to pay for their audit fees and hotels at the same time. But we've also tried to make if a school wants to go paperless, they can go paperless. So wherever there's a transaction in the system, whether it's on the fixed asset register, the purchase ledger, you can actually add the document. So one of the big releases that we launched last year was what we call an AP inbox, which is uh, we can automatically forward um, any purchase invoices that hit a, a Outlook inbox or any other inbox and push it into the system with the copy of the document on. And then auditors can access you know, fee invoices directly from the system as a read-only version. You can access purchase invoices, uh, fixed assets, anywhere in the system you can attach notes and documents, whether even on a parent's account, if you just want to add you know, a letter or an email, you can do that within the attachment. This, I'm guessing, offers an awful lot of data with which to draw from. So people can, maybe the finance governors or you know the professorial team, can have a look at the data in real time and make decisions that are easy to kind of decipher, I guess. Yeah, so one of the big things that we're focusing on at the moment is what we call central. So central is a, a new product. It's in quite a few schools now and uh, in, in a few of our groups. So central is around bringing all the information back together. So, you know, the wellbeing module is great for the wellbeing staff to go in and see, you know, behavior. Um, and that's their single point of truth real time. Same with iFinance, it's great for budget holders to log in and see real time budgets without having to send them reports. We can, we can do that. But what Central allows you to do is bring it together. So you can go and view your school as a whole, but not just see the different parts of the different modules. You can see it all together. Um, it has dashboards in it, which will show you information that relates to attendance and fees or even we were joking about it yesterday where it might be that when it rains does that affect attendance so you can bring weather into it and you can bring a lot more into it than just looking at a particular module going okay the attendance was down on that day and not being able to see why whereas we can bring it into central and say it's because it rained or because it was snowed and you can actually have that data at kind of a touch of a button in real time without what we've found historically is you'd have maybe the larger schools would have a data warehouse manager who would collect all that data. By the time they've collected that data, put it into a report, it's out of date. And then they have to start all that again. So they spend all their week just pulling out the same report and pushing it all together to get one particular bit of information. So that's what our central is going to offer. We're going to bring in HR data, finance data, payment data, and MIS data all into one central hub. Cool, blimey. So I, I suppose I've always believed that what can be tracked can be improved. And you guys are just bringing that into the education sector and allowing them to really take details of all aspects of school life and optimize it ultimately. Yeah. And this is, it's it's a big shift in, in change. So it's the same with HR. So we have HR Pro. HR was not a thing five years ago for schools. Uh, you know, the odd school had it, the larger schools would have a large system, but actually having a HR system with self-service with uh, recruitment was not for the everyday independent school. So there's been a big shift over the last couple of years about having that. And, and we've adapted to make sure we have HR Pro and that's constantly developing, same as iFinance. So everything we do is 
listening to customers, getting their feedback and and making somebody's job easier. Because if we can, if we make somebody's job easier, it gives them the actual time to focus on their job, not pulling reports and, and pushing data together. I'm going to skip over some of the more uh, education based side of ISAMS because I feel like that's more to do with the teaching side of things, which isn't necessarily a, a bursar's kind of area of expertise or speciality. So if we dive into this finance side of it and also the practical integration of ISAMS, what's the procedure of taking ISAMS on? And I mean, how much of an upheaval is it? Is this something that bursars sort of, I mean, I'm guessing a lot of them might fear the need to completely revolutionize from a, from a paper-based thing to a paperless. What are the kind of main fears that you sometimes have versus having with this? Um, somebody's done the same job out the same system for a lot of years is uh, the answer to the fears. So they know what they're doing. And, you know, the first year of iFinance, because of the change, is probably the hardest. It's not It's not hard, but it's the hardest in terms of change management, because change management throughout the whole of our systems is the hardest part to implement, whether it's the art teacher logging onto a system to see their budget. You might want that in the finance department, but the art teacher doesn't want to do it. So it's that change management around how you want to implement it. The actual migration and implementing ISAMs or iFinance is really easy because the majority of it's static data. So when we implement iFinance, the biggest part of the implementation is looking at your chart of accounts for a school and how do you want to future proof your reporting that that's the biggest challenge so if for example we can enhance reports that most of the systems can't do so we have more categories we have more reporting strings and that then allows schools to have sofa straight out the box within the system whereas typically with a traditional package you'd have to get that out you know we've built the system so it actually works for charities and you can pull those complex reports um, it allows you to manage capital expenditure projects you could even drill down into year groups not many schools do but you you can and that's the length that you can go so it's that initial configuration that's the hardest i say the hardest bit it's just the thought process around future proofing it the second biggest part of i finance and the implementation is testing so we do try and advise all our schools to at least have a month testing after their training to make sure that they are pulling the reports out that they want, that budget holders, you're giving them the information that they want um, and making sure that, you know, moving forwards, you've got what you need in the system rather than, you know, realising it three months after kind of what we call go live um, and going, I, I want to change that. We, we want you to test the system before you go live with it. Okay, how easy is it to to change the system once it's there? So in terms of if you went live and three months down the line, you want to change how you report, um, that's fine. We can help. We've got project managers, all our project, you know, everything that we do, you have a project manager and it's to hold your hand, to guide you in the right way, to make sure that you keep to key milestones. But they know the system. They all come from finance backgrounds. Um, and the whole idea is we can hopefully do that as set up. If you do go three months down the line and you want to tweak things, that's not a problem. We can actually backdate that so we have tools within the system. It does happen a few times that we can backdate it. Um, if you actually want to change the whole structure, though, um, it's a bit more complex because as soon as you allocate a transaction to that, it's, it's harder to change rather than if we did it before kind of allocating transactions. But you guys are there at the start anyway to, to make sure it's all pretty dialed in. You guys know what you're doing with it. So I, I can't imagine it happens all too often. Yeah. 
No, so we do try and uh, yeah, um, mitigate that and make sure that people are happy. Uh, but it does, you know, the odd does happen uh, the odd time, especially when you start using it in force. That's that is absolutely fine. But yeah, we make sure that every single school has a project manager uh, to walk them through the process and make the implementation as easy as possible. The one thing that I know I've moved finance systems three times is implementation is the most important piece to the success of a finance system if you get the implementation right you're going to be really happy with the product that you get how does isams ensure data security and confidentiality for schools using its services there's been a huge spike recently in especially education institutions such as schools getting attacked by hackers etc is is there a what's what's the security measures that isams has in place for this Okay, so everything is covered by two-factor authentication. We do prompt that on people. Uh, There's certain parts of the system that you can't get access to with two-factor authentication. Everything's hosted uh, by Azure in London, so it's it's very secure. We haven't had, touch wood, any data breaches. But with two-factor authentication, it just, you know, we don't want to force it on every single teacher. As much as we'd love everybody to use it, it will stop people. You can't send a fee invoice without two-factor authentication on. Uh, the system won't allow you. You can't pull children or child data out of the system and export it without having two-factor authentication on. So there's a lot within the system that will stop people doing you know the the important information without having that on we do have um a couple of other schools that will geofence the system so you can't actually access it outside the school so anything that we can do to help we will do with with ifinance whether it be you know hr whether it be finance or isams we don't want people getting into the system yeah okay you've answered my next question there which is going to be about data protection and safeguarding but you've you've smashed that there uh in regards to other systems that the schools might use how easily does isams integrate with those very easily so we have a, a partner so one of the things that we realized quite a number of years ago was we can't do everything we can try but what we can offer is a module like the well-being module for example that's something that we built we listen to schools and we built it for schools but we're not a platform that solely focuses on well-being whereas there are others out there same as um activities you know we've got uh, various modules within the system that will allow you to monitor activities but there's other systems that will solely focus on that so we created this kind of marketplace and what marketplace allows us to do is integrate with the system so we have a whole suite of apis we built them specifically for this and it's to allow schools to if you have got a vendor or a supplier so to say um, or a third-party product that you really love we will integrate with them and hopefully they'll become a partner but then they can build an integration between the systems so uh, we've got about 100 200 partners if not more that schools can then link into and we we don't we don't stop people from doing that we want people to do that because we know we can't do everything as much as we'd love to do and we'd love to do it all brilliantly the packages that we offer are absolutely massive um items as a whole is absolutely massive and therefore we do sometimes uh, schools will want to integrate with third party products is there ever a risk of schools taking on ISAMs and then only really using 10% of it? What do you guys do to try and help schools use the full power of ISAMs? Um, well, we hope that they, they wouldn't because the way that it works, even with third party products, is we will be the core. So the MIS will be the core. If you've got like a school shop or you want to integrate um, with other 
finances, not finance systems, but third parties for finance, iFinance will be the core. Uh, same with HR. Um, it will stay as that will be the core and then it might integrate into something else. There is obviously a risk that people aren't using, you know, stuff properly. So as a customer account manager, most of my questions or when people came to me, they weren't utilizing the product properly. Um, but that that's what the job of a customer account manager is. So every school has a customer account manager, whether it be for the MIS system, whether it be for finance. And the job of the customer account manager is to make sure that um, schools utilize the product properly and also know what's coming in development because technology constantly changes and we want to advance with technology. So if we do find a school not using the system as effectively as they can or putting in a lot of sport tickets, for example, then we will actively reach out and we'll try and help, um, whether it be by, we used to do what we call an audit day. So we actually watch kind of the end-to-end process and, and try and help people improve on that. Or likewise, whether it just be simple questions that we can answer, or it might be that somebody's not they're using a module in the wrong way or they're not using the right module to house the right thing because, you know, it is massive. It might just be that somebody's just entering it the complete wrong way. And so you guys offer pretty comprehensive training when these services get implemented. Yes. Yeah. So that's the one thing um, I think some people, when they see how much training you need for the whole system, kind of take a step back. It's not as say, you know, saying too much training It's every part of the system has a key stakeholder, whether it be the person who's implementing the platform or whether it be somebody outside of that. So admissions, for example, you'll have an admissions team which is a key stakeholder and they will want their own bespoke training, but they will also want a bit of consultancy in that to actually create their workflows within the system. So the again, the emphasis around most of the stuff that we do is customization is every single school will have a slightly different admissions process whether it's 20 stages or 50 stages or three stages we can cope with that and we will build it out with the school to do that and it's the same with the finance you might have uh, 20 budget holders you might have 80 budget holders you know the out of those 80 budget holders 50 of those might relate to forward budgets that that's all kind of what we need to set up and make sure that we're giving the right information out properly so yeah there's a lot of to start off with there's a lot of comprehensive training again the project managers are involved through the whole of that and then uh, you have our support team uh, which is 21 hours a day and you also have um, customer account managers either as an escalation point for support but also to to help schools utilize the system properly looking at the slightly larger picture perhaps is there a best time of year for schools to think about moving across and what's the actual length of time it takes to fully switch over to ISAMS to migrate? Yeah, so most of our schools will go live, what we say call go live in in 1st September, so the start of the new academic year, um, although it's probably the busiest time of year. It's always going to be, you know, for MIS, it will be a term end realistically um, to, to go live, whether it's September or, you know, it might be April. For finance, again, 80% of people go live at 1st September because it's financial year. We do have the odd school that moves uh, mid-year and we, we've got various kind of case studies on why people do that. Um, from from my background, I was an auditor. I would have quivered um, if someone said, oh, we're going to move mid-year, but people do. The length of time is about a term, so three to four months. Um, so we always recommend a term and that's for kind of, you know, the initial kickoff building a project plan uh data migration again that's the easiest part is the data the static data um and then testing training and going live so that procedure of migrating are you able to streamline their current records and you know 
take away duplicates, sort out any miscommunication, stuff like that? It depends. We we can we, our system will highlight it. You know, there's there's fail safes within there. The the cleansing of the data is is we would push that back to the school. So you know, making sure that email addresses are correct. That we we're not going to know if um, Bobby's called Robert in real life. Um, so yeah, there, there's a bit of data cleansing to go on, but it, it depends how clean the the existing system is. If that makes sense. So um, we we do have fail safes built through all of it, so we'll flag up any errors if we we see them. Sure. And do you find often that schools maybe they only want you know the mis side of it but actually after a conversation with you decide we want to go full hog let's take on more of your more of your kind of applications yeah all the time um so because we launched ifinance fully five years ago um you know items be going for more than 10 years before that there's a lot of existing schools who hadn't even seen the our finance solution or an integrated solution with us and now there's more and more schools that will take it with isams initially um and there's other schools that you know have been existing isams customers that will move over to it or migrate over to it um there's a lot of schools that yeah who are happy with their finance system and then when you go and just have a demonstration show them the capabilities and what a cloud product offers with live bank feeds ap inbox and that's not what independent schools have today it's a big change, I think, from the slightly more inverted commas, kind of old-fashioned style schools that are kind of not stuck in the past, but certainly stuck in their ways, perhaps. Yeah, and I fully appreciate it. Um, you know, nobody wants to move finance systems. I, I do. I, I know from experience, but the benefits you get after migrating to a cloud automated system um you know the not just for yourselves but in terms of you know getting it, the information you need to budget holders you don't have to send those reports off someone can log in and, and view it you don't have to you know give a detailed breakdown again we can give that information to a budget holder if you want them to you don't have to but you can give it to them uh, the time saving you know just in that plus bank feeds plus you know getting purchase invoices straight in the system and it starts coding is up to matching suppliers we we reckon just on the purchase invoices what we've implemented it saves between 90 seconds to minutes per purchase invoice um that's a massive time saving for somebody whose job is processing purchase invoices i do appreciate uh, why people don't want to move finance packages i really do uh, however the benefits you would gain from just migrating over to it's not a big it's not a challenging move. It's not as daunting as people think it is, but it, there's so many benefits. Sure. And I, I, from what you said, it sounds like another benefit that might be a, a non-direct one is sustainability. With schools having to push now towards carbon net zero, the ability to see your, your stats and data and be able to make changes that align towards sustainability is a clear benefit to this. Also, the, the paperless system yeah paperless is well. a massive benefit so at items we we use ifinance um we went paperless about four or five years ago everything's all online and it's been a big push for us and you know quite a few schools have adopted it the amount of information a bursary department will print off and file and then print off again for like a payment run um and then file saying that the payment one's been paid is massive um and it probably costs thousands of pounds but people don't monitor how much you're spending on paper um so it probably costs a fortune it takes up a fortune in in kind of retail in terms of space 
Um, and then you have to store it for seven years. So when, you know, where do you put that? Some people put it in lockup. Some people uh, find a seller somewhere, but it's secure. It's online. Uh, there's, a, there's a definite saving to get it going paperless. And there's a, a key benefit in terms of the actual environmental um, impacts. But again, what we try and do is wherever you, that purchase invoice, when it shows up on a payment, when you've got the copy of the purchase invoice, you're not having to go back onto purchase ledger. On the nominal and the chart of accounts, if you find that transaction, it's there. You don't have to go back. So everywhere, that it relates to, you'll see the copy of the document. It's not just storing it one place and that's that's all you can access it from. You can access it from anywhere it goes. So d- despite it being a, a more high-tech, complicated system, yeah. it simplifies everything yeah. by miles. Yeah, that makes sense. I won't take up too much more of your time, but is there any final things that you think bursters should know about ISAMs as a whole and particularly the solutions you can offer them? Um, I think people... No ISAMs. So the, the ISAMs is known. Um, I think that sometimes um, what we do is uh, not known. So the fact that we offer payments, again, this is a big thing that we implemented during um, COVID is allowing parents to pay online. So if most schools will have direct debits, which is great. Um, some schools might not have direct debits or there might be the odd person who can't pay on direct debit so we implemented what we call payments we then thought payments for a credit and debit card are 1.3 percent that's a lot of money that schools are being asked to to pay out to to receive payments online but the so we have fees as low as 0.2 percent so we make it a lot cheaper and actually more viable um but it's not just that is there's some offerings that ifinance have and items have that you would see in everyday life in a commercial aspect um, and schools are missing out on it. Uh, so just for the parent side, for example, we can help. We put invoices online, we put statements online, you can allow to pay online, but everything's there in one place. And it's what you'd have from a gas and electricity supplier is everything's online. You don't get emailed it anymore. You don't get posted it anymore. It's all online. And that's what we offer to a parent and schools benefit from it massively. But there's also then it's not just giving them that self-service, you're alleviating fraud. If you're not sending out invoices, if you're removing bank details from your invoices because they can pay online or then direct debit, you're alleviating fraud. So fraud in terms of the invoice fraud is, is huge a year. Um, and by some of the offerings that we have getting everything online, it can totally wipe that out. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, we, we get a lot of questions about that. So if it's something that you guys can eradicate, then fantastic. And I think this push for business industry standard procedures in the education sector is something that we're seeing echoed throughout the kind of supplies to the sector. So it's great to hear that you guys are alongside that, pushing it from the front. Well, Chris, I'll let you get on with your day and finish talking to me. I'll see you, I'm assuming, at the upcoming May conference where you guys are, of course, headline sponsors. Definitely. Yeah. No, thank you. And yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing everybody again in May. Um, last year was was great to see everybody, especially it seems that we've, we've all been working from home or away from it for so long. So it's amazing to see everybody again. Thank you ever so much for inviting me today as well. It's uh, much appreciated and, and been great. It's been fantastic. Well, I'll let you jump off. Thank you ever so much. Thank you. Take care, Leah. And there we are. Thank you very much for tuning into this chat with ISAMS. If you'd like to book into the ISBA annual conference, it is from the 23rd to 25th of May inclusive. Head to our website, book your place. It is not to be missed. Lots of fantastic speakers and sessions are going to be happening. Till next time, farewell. Farewell.